on Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hi, welcome. Thanks for hanging out today. I'm happy you're here and happy we have this time together. I hope that it is fruitful for you and you take something away from it, as always. Um, my name is Brittany. I'm a Catholic wife and mom of three boys. I'm a personal trainer and group fitness instructor and prenatal and postpartum specialist, and I love helping women get healthier in all of the ways. And (laughs) weird little segue, but that's what I want to talk about today is I was just kind of thinking, all right, people, a lot of you listening, people, all of you people, um, you're in very different places. I know that I have some listeners who are a very high level of fitness who've been doing this for a long time. Then I have some of you listening who are very new to the fitness world and have not made fitness a huge part of your life yet. And I think that this podcast is for everybody. And here's the thing is even the women who are very seasoned, who have worked with, when we start working together, we still get back to basics or every once in a while they need to check in on their basics. And I'm not above this. So I'd consider myself obviously seasoned in exercise and nutrition, but I still at least once a year need to like kind of quote unquote reset or get my foundation laid again, right? Um, And I'm not at all talking about doing a detox or anything like that, if that's what you're thinking. (laughs) You you must be newer around here if you (laughs) think I'm thinking that because I do not promote that at all. But there are just, I find myself having these times too where I'm like, okay, I just need to like reset. What habits have I let slide? And proof of this um, as well was just in the past year, I had a baby in July and in August, I made myself a little checklist little daily checklist that included some real foundational things like eating three to five servings of vegetables a day and drinking 80 to 100 ounces of water. So I mean, it was like a four or five box checklist. And actually this list is five today, but it was not this exact checklist. Anyway, I made it for myself because I was realizing that in this postpartum time, I was not drinking enough water and I should have been drinking more water because I was, you know, very newly breastfeeding, trying to keep my supply going and, you know, whatever, all that stuff that's even more important to drink water when you're breastfeeding. And I was like, Brittany, come on. Like, you drink water all the time. Why is this sliding? It was sliding because I was in a new season of life with two little people running around and then a newborn and all that stuff. So it made sense. But I was like, I just need a visual checklist reminder that I need to get back to this. So that was just less than a year ago. So there are many times I need to get back to basics. So if you are a seasoned person, these might be things that you've done in the past or you do currently do, but you just need a reminder or a refresher. And for those of you who are just getting into fitness and whether that's working out or going for walks or whatever it looks like, I think that these five habits are really great to incorporate, but not necessarily at the same time. So maybe listen to this podcast and start with just one one of these for a couple weeks and then go back, listen to it again, or jot them all down and then start the second habit like a month later and or a couple weeks later once that's under your belt. We are doing an eight-week challenge I've talked about here already. I've announced it. So um, an eight-week beginner challenge. And those of you who have already taken part in it, you know that this is how we do things. We take one – it is still definitely an expedited process. It's eight weeks, but we only focus on one area a week. So I don't want you to listen to this and be like, I'm going to start doing all five of these right now. Focus on one, even if you're going to do it expedited as well. One each week, keep them on notes in your phone, and then the next week, go on to the next tip or the next habit. 
Okay, that's how we would do it. And if you do want to do that with us, that's literally exactly what it looks like. One thing at a time, that challenge is kicking off April 25th. So you can go um, sign up for that on my website or you can just email me at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. I can send you more info, uh, direct you to the site or you can just sign up right with me. Okay, so five healthy habits that everyone can implement. Number one, because on this podcast I talk about overall health, right? Mental, emotional, spiritual, physical. Number one is to start your day with five minutes of prayer. And I have personally shared throughout these two years chatting with you ladies, like all the different morning routines I've gone through and how things look different in every season. And that's still so true. I've gone through times where in the morning I like to do the liturgy of the hours. I've gone through times where I like to just read the daily readings or I like to do a morning offering or do my own little scripture roulette um, and open it up to any passage and do some Lexio Divina with it. And if, if you, these concepts, you're like, what in the world did she just say? Because some of you, <laughs> again, are um, probably doing some of these things. And some of you have might have no idea what I'm talking about and want to know more. So you can always shoot me a message about that too and ask me what it was that I was talking about. But currently, I'm kind of... I've been doing a lot more just mental prayer and that's particularly because the baby is getting up. He usually gets up still. I know he's like eight months and most of you would probably have your baby sleeping through the night, but I don't. <laughs> and he wakes up at like one and then four. It's usually right around like 1230 and then 430 or one and four, somewhere in those times. So at that like 430 time is when I really try to just sit up, not like nod back to sleep and um, just start my day with some mental prayer and some quiet. But I'm also doing a little Lenten devotional and trying to get the rosary and other things for Lent as well. I don't need to go through my whole prayer cycle here. But one thing I really liked, so what, whatever that looks like for you too, because you might have a bunch of different things going on. You might do things later in the day. Like for me, I do my Lenten devotional later in the day because I don't really know why. I just like to do some mental prayer in the morning and then kind of get going with work. Like right now I'm recording this before the kids wake up. And then I do my Lenten devotional when they're awake later when like we're having some quiet time or something, I'll do it. Usually that's when I do it. It's when the little two are napping and my older son's with me. He actually is like, I'm using the Blessed Is She Lenten journal, which a lot of you probably are too. And he's like, can we read your All She Had book? <laughs> and my mom was over the other day and was like, do you want me to read a book to you? Like a kid's picture book. He's like, can we read All She Had? I'm like, she looks at me. I was like, it's literally like a Lenten devotional. Like it's not, there are no pictures. It is just like, he's going to hear gospel or something. But anyways, I really liked, I stole this idea from um, Annie over on Laughs and Littles podcast, which is an awesome podcast to listen to. I, I think it came up when I interviewed both ladies, Annie and Sarah on my podcast, or I or I heard it from one of their podcasts because I listened to theirs as well. But just to start your day with five minutes of prayer. Like she liked, um, she was currently promoting the idea of like setting a timer and just praying for five minutes or looking at the clock. I don't know if she said set a timer. Don't want to put words in your mouth if you're listening, Annie. But I really liked this idea because it's very bite-sized, very doable. Because we contend as overwhelmed moms sometimes to think it's one more thing to add or I can't possibly do that. We think of a million reasons we can't do something sometimes. Instead of just being like, no, we can do it just this way. So if it's like, yeah, I can't do a whole holy hour in the morning, right, but can you do five minutes? Like, yes, you can. And maybe you're scrolling Instagram for five minutes and you could give that five minutes to prayer. 
And I'm not judging you. I've done that. I like to sometimes procrastinate getting out of bed and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to hit snooze, but I'll roll over and look on Facebook and Instagram real quick before I get out of bed. So you might be doing that. Don't, you know, <laughs> you could have five minutes to pray, to pray in there as well. And it just sets the tone for the day right now. Um, when I do that, I am doing, I'm back to doing just some focused mental prayer, but like I'll, it's not with the baby. It's like when I'm actually up for myself for the day and I have two little morning offerings written on either side of an index card and I pray those and just kind of take a second. So it makes a huge difference, sets the tone for the day where even if you do pray later in the day or at other times, it's the first thing you do. You're it does. It sets the tone like we forget things. <laughs> we can just wake up and already feel frazzled or wake up and already be feeling behind or whatever. But if we're, it gives us perspective that this day's a gift. This might be the last day you get. How would you live it? Uh, something I like to think about and kind of ponder every morning because we forget. We are inundated with so much of the day. We have to go back to these foundational basics. Um, one verse that I've been thinking about a lot I've shared this before too, is the whatever you've done for the least of my brothers, you've done for me. And I cannot tell you, I think it's Matthew. I'm sure it's in many of the gospels, but um, particularly in Matthew somewhere, because this is how good I am at citing scripture verses on the fly. But I try to think of that in the morning, right after my morning offering. I should just write it on the bottom of my index card, actually, to make sure I do, because I'm like, okay, every diaper I change today, every snack I make, every shirt I fold, whatever, is doing it for God if I'm doing it with this attitude. And that's the attitude I need to do it with because that's how I'm doing it. If I'm doing it stressed and frazzled, then that's what I'm giving to God. And that's, you know, not a good thing. So very healthy, spiritually, emotionally, everything to start your day with five minutes of prayer. And you can do five minutes. So set a timer, get that going. Okay, maybe definitely start with that habit and then go on to the next ones as you get that down. But number two it is healthy for everyone to drink your water before eating your meals. Water is so important, and I've given you tips before on how to drink more water or how to get water in, whatever. Also shared on the recent first trimester tips podcast that it's I find it easiest when I'm pregnant to have some food in the tank before I drink water. So this one might contradict that. If you are newly pregnant and get really nauseous and queasy, I would probably skip this tip and go on to the next one. <laughs> but for those of you who are not uh, pregnant right now or like first trimester super pregnant and or <laughs> super pregnant, first trimester super nauseous and pregnant, all of you who are not in that space, it is really good to drink your water, not only you know, enough water all day, every day, but to drink it before your meals, particularly because it's really good for digestion. So it also does help you. I hate, I'm really careful about giving tips like, oh, you know, before you eat, make sure you drink water. Like, cause I think there's a lot of kind of quote unquote diet tips out there that are just designed to make you eat less and to like look at food as bad. Like, oh, if you're hungry, chew gum and then eat food. Like, no, sometimes you're really hungry, but this is one of those areas where if, you, if you're not getting enough water, it, then you might think you are hungry. I tend to, some days by the time it's like 6 p.m., I'm like, why am I still ravenous? I'm like, oh, yeah, I've drank like 32 ounces of water today. That's why I haven't had enough water. I'm not actually hungry. I need to drink some more water and then see if I am. So that helps for that, too, to make sure that you have proper hydration before you're eating so that you really do know when you're full and it's not just that you're thirsty. 
but again, it's really good for digestion. So that's a little tweak to make too. If you already do drink enough water and that's part of your routine, just switching the timing of it to before your meals is a healthy habit. Okay, number three is to look for ways to incorporate movement. So this is not talking about your workout. Maybe you're getting a workout in that day. Maybe you're not because we all take rest days as well, or we should be. (laughs) We shouldn't be working out every single day, but you can definitely move and should move every single day. And look for ways that you can incorporate that. If This is something I've really had to focus on since having my second child because my first baby actually didn't change that much. I was probably moving with him a lot more than when I was working full-time. So I this was fine. I didn't have to think about it. We were just going everywhere. I was still working at a commercial gym and we'd head off to the gym in the morning and put him in childcare a couple days a week. We'd be, we'd go to the store, we'd go for walks. Like I was moving and grooving all the time. But then with my second baby, I had him in November. COVID happened in March. So at first I was home with a newborn thinking like, okay, I'm home with a newborn. It's November. It's going to be cold and stuff. And then we'll get things moving in the spring. And then nothing really went moving in the spring. And we did get out. Of course you could go outside and whatever else, but a lot of other things were obviously closed where I started doing grocery pickups. I started staying in my car a lot more than getting out, parking, going to things. So look for ways, you know, that you can get movement in your day. And so this is something I've had to think about with baby number two and baby number three, just the more that I'm like um, managing, you're standing and managing a lot. I'm often wearing my third baby when I'm somewhere with the little two. So I'm like standing, watching them at the playground with the baby. And I will like just walk around for no reason sometimes when I'm doing that or like in my yard, um, just in my own backyard, I've noticed that like I'll stand because I'm wearing him, but I'm like, I can walk with him. Like I can walk while the kids are playing in the sandbox. So look for ways that you can include that in your day. Maybe it is, I've shared goofy tips about how I try to increase my NEAT. It's also called NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, um, where like I will not, my, my laundry is in the basement, my washer and dryer. I won't do it all in one shot. I'll go down to the basement. I will take the clothes out of the dryer. I'll bring them up. Then I'll go back down, switch them from the washer to the dryer and press start. So little silly tricks like that, that are not the best time savers, but get me movement in the day. Like that's my goal is not to save time and do it quickest if I'm home all day anyways, but it is to, you know, get my steps in, get moving. So look for ways you can do that. Another thing that a lot of women ask sometimes is like, oh, do you work out with your kids? What I try to do, this is again, the goal doesn't always happen, is get my workout in by myself in the morning and then do an extra something with them. And actually, we've never done these little like go noodle exercise videos or whatever. There's a bunch on YouTube for kids. But I did look one up a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh, I remember teachers doing this in my school when I was working full time for their classes as brain breaks and stuff. And those of you who are teachers, you probably are very familiar with this. Or some of you might already use it with your kids. But they love it. It's like these goofy little like workout with Paw Patrol or like we did a Grinch one where you had to pretend like you're running and like jumping and stealing the presents and stuff. It was really cute. But um, they liked it. It was obviously a good way for them to get moving I don't always include the screen. That's why it's kind of a new thing for us because usually I just have them like jump on the trampoline and then I actually have them do kind of like little circuits. They love it though. It's it's fun. We'll do like freeze dance and then somebody's jumping on the trampoline, somebody's doing the T-Rex punching bag and then we'll switch and could do a whole episode on that if you want to know what I personally do with them. But 
that's another way to include movement for yourself is to build in whether you're homeschooling a bunch of kids. You could do this too. You could make, you know, a little PE break in the day and you're doing it with them too. So, and that can obviously age up if you have older kids. Like that might be actual circuits where they're doing like push-ups and squats and then you jump in with them for that. Or maybe it looks like you all go on a walk or whatever. Lots of different ways. That's a fun thing. In the summer, we try to go for like a family walk after dinner most nights. And that's a great way to get movement in too. Hopefully as it starts getting nicer out, we can start doing that again. Okay, number four. Five of five healthy habits that everyone can implement is to stick to a designated workout plan. I don't care if it's mine. You can definitely do mine if you want to come join the Chasing Greatness group. This is a really key piece of this is that you get a workout plan every single month with full-length videos. But I don't necessarily mean that because a lot of you listening do your own thing. You go to classes or you do Beachbody or whatever, all different Um, Maybe some of you do CrossFit. Some of you are trainers and group fitness instructors as well, and you're leading your own classes. The point is to stick to a plan and to work that plan with consistency. For me and for my clients, that looks like you're doing the same thing for four weeks, which might not be the most exciting thing. A lot of us like, oh, something different every day, different video every day. And you're probably not seeing results because you need to give it time to be effective. You need to give it time to progress in it, to either add weight or do something faster if it's cardio or whatever. You need to give it time to get better at it so that you know that you improved. So whatever you're doing, or if you're making up your own workouts or whatever, stick to the workout plan for several weeks, okay? That is 100% a healthy habit to make you get the most out of your workouts. Okay, my stomach just grumbled. I haven't eaten breakfast yet, so we're going to get through this last one. <laughs> I told you it was like I – and my headphone just fell out and whacked my water bottle, if you heard that. But um, I am doing this before my kids woke up, and I was like, okay, I need to squeeze every second of it, but now I'm super hungry, so I'm going to have to leave you in a moment. <laughs> I'll drink water, but I, I draw the line at chewing with you. We need to be in person for that. Okay, number five is to limit alcohol use. Okay, this is probably something you've never heard me say in the podcast. You're like, Brittany, really? You talk about margaritas and stuff all the time. I do. I do um, incorporate alcohol. Some health and fitness professionals would say like that they don't even, you know, that they don't drink at all. And that's totally fine. Or maybe you're a person that has chosen to not drink at all. And that's great. That's for you. That is your choice. I personally do enjoy having a drink with my husband on every Saturday night. We do a date night. So typically... We're having a drink on a Saturday night. We also, um, and, and it might be other nights as well, especially like in the summer for summer for dinner and I'll have a beer with dinner, whatever. We are not anti-drinking alcohol. We also don't drink alcohol every single day. Right now it's Lent as I'm recording this and we abstain from treats and alcohol for sure during the week and then we have one on like date nights. After sundown, technically on Saturday is what we say, since on Sunday you're allowed to. But um, Saturday just happens to be the date night. But anyways, it is just a fact that alcohol doesn't really do anything good for you. Like you can try to dig around and say, well, red wine has some, you know, antioxidant benefits and it's one study has shown that it could lower blood pressure or something. Yes, like there can be some benefits to having a good, high-quality red wine that is going to help you relax. But at, but beyond that, most studies are going to show you that. Even so, because that I totally agree with. I'll sometimes feel relaxed if I have a little glass of red wine before bed. Um, but 
most studies show that actually drinking alcohol before bed, you feel like you have a deeper sleep, but you're actually not having a, a better sleep with alcohol. So either way, sleep or not, alcohol isn't really doing anything for you nutritionally. So when you're using those calories, it's a treat. It is. It should be looked at just like having a cookie or having whatever like to have sometimes and realize you're not getting much nutritional benefit from it. So that is just a way that if you're looking, especially a lot of women will start thinking about this in the spring of trying to lean out, lose fat, whatever. This is something that if you drink three times a week, this is something you can easily just cut back on in the name of trimming out a little bit and shedding fat because you can put those calories to better use eating something that's going to help keep you more full, like having um, an apple with peanut butter or something, something that's a carb and a fat to keep you full, has a little bit of protein as well, versus using that same calories to have a beer or a cider or something that's really not doing much for you. And also, like, alcohol can have other macros along with it. Like, you can look at a beer and say, okay, it's two net carbs or something like that. But alcohol itself is its own macronutrient, which is why it can be tricky to track sometimes. Maybe I'll do an episode on that. Um, But the reason it's its own separate one is it's really not fulfilling your carbs, fat, or protein other than when it has it additionally, right? So it's not doing much for you. It's not going to – like fat is going to help you stay satiated. It's good for your brain, for your hair, your skin, all that stuff. Protein's going to go to your muscle rebuilding and repair and maintaining your muscle. And carbs are going to give you energy. They're your most direct energy source. Alcohol is really doing none of those things for you. So this is an easy way to get a little bit healthier is by, I didn't say eliminate, but limit your alcohol use. All right. On that note, I'm going to go get myself some carbs, fat, and protein. (laughs) I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening with me today. And if you want to work together, if you want to come join our designated workout plans over in the Chasing Greatness group, you can visit the website or just send me an email. Or if you want to take part in the upcoming eight-week beginner challenge, I would love to have you. You can, same thing, just sign up on the website or shoot me an email at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. All right, ladies, I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you next time. 